0: You are listening to uh, Inside of You. <laughs> did you forget? <laughs> With Michael Rosenbaum. I think that was the first time i just kind of go, wait a minute, what? Yeah, it was one of those mornings. I just did some yoga, bro. And <laughs> I, I walked in on your yoga sesh. <laughs> I know. I wanted you to meet my yoga instructor in case you needed a yoga person. Because you never know, had all the surgery, so it's good to yeah. stretch it out, bro. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important to stretch it. You don't have to worry about that. You're a very healthy, non-surgery kind of guy. I should probably stretch more. I mean, I'm tall. I got a lot of limbs. You do. You're, I, you, want to, are you, I want six to three? I'm six. No six zero. Are you six zero? Yeah. Six zero. That's like Taj two point. What is it? <laughs>
1: Taj Tosh two. Tosh point oh?
0: Tosh point oh. Is it Taj point oh? Taj point oh. Yeah. And you're Ryan six point oh. Ryan six point oh. Got it. Yeah. Um, You know, last week, just to talk briefly about that, because it certainly was probably the biggest response uh, of any podcast episode I've had. And that was uh, Stephen Amell. Uh, Kudos to Stephen for for being brave, as I've said. Um, I did a KTLA interview. It was was just viral. I think we were number two on Yahoo. It It was nuts, man. It was like... You know, and thanks thanks to Steven for, being again, being brave, man. It's just like, you know, a lot of people, especially celebrities, are always like, oh, can you cut that? I don't want to sound like that. And I've, I've done that. I did just did that with uh, Eric Griffin. I was on his podcast. And, you know, I did Jeff Dye's podcast. And, you know, I, I thought, shoot, man, should I have said that? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, you start questioning yourself. But, you know, you're going to say the wrong things. But, like, you know, Steven – he said, let me hear the video. Let me hear the audio, the raw audio. And he listened and he said, yeah, man. Because I thought, it was, I think it was important. I think it's important. And I could just tell. And people were like, good on you. Good on you, Steven. I want to make this clear. It's not like, you know, this podcast is about, this is all about mental health. This is all about, you know, anxiety. And, and this that's not what it, podcast, the podcast really is about being honest, talking to people and just being open and, Seeing how they made it when they faced adversity, what they did, you know, and I and of course I get an anxiety and 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 depression and all these things because I experienced them, so I always wonder if someone else did, and then maybe they could help me, <laughs> and that they have any insight. I'm always looking to, to, for like somebody's going to have more information. I think that's what it's about. Like when you talk to someone, you might get something from someone, so you say, "Oh, I'm going to try that." Do you feel that way?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting me. Pointed at, I had to clear my throat. Sorry. Yeah, that's
0: fine. (laughs) You were expected to be what? (laughs) Pointed at. Did I just point at you? You did. Did I? Yeah. Point. You mean like like asking you the question? Yeah. You weren't. You you thought I was just going to keep rambling and not directed towards you. I was. I was. I was ready to just sort of zone out. Yeah. Well, no. I I got. I got to be. I got to be better about that. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to talk to me. Well, that's me? about being present, Ryan—the right? only person in the room. That's about being present. But you know, it's—I uh, think when we talk to people and we, you know, people listen to this. I don't want to listen to a, a podcast about mental health, and it's more about you know sitting down with celebrities, athletes, all these different influential people. And by the way, I'm going to have other people on the show, like um, therapists. I'm trying to get Doctor Drew. You know, those things are fun, but. I'm just trying to improve myself. I think that's what it is. Like, how do I feel better? How do I get better? You know, what things can I try that aren't, you know, certain things aren't working for me. So what can I do to make things work better? Like for you, you don't do yoga. You don't stretch. You don't do any of these things. So maybe you start doing something and it becomes a routine and it helps you. Yeah. I should do these things. I just don't. Maybe because you're young. How old are you? 31. Dude, I could be your father. (laughs) I am your. Oh God! I am your father, Ryan. What, like R- sophomore year of high school, Ryan Tejas Rosenbaum? Yeah, that'd be weird. I don't think I had sperm then. I mean, I did, but it wasn't effective. <laughs> I think I was shooting blanks till probably thirty. I don't know. I was a late bloomer, man. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I didn't start puberty till late. If we ever played uh, uh, skins and shirts and basketball, I sat out. If I was a skin, I was like, ah, oh, I just. I think I twisted my ankle just now. What? We didn't even start playing. We just chose whose skins or shirts. Yeah, I don't want to take my shirt off. I should probably have hair under my armpit and I don't. So um I want to let everybody know that I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Richmond, Virginia for cons. If you're interested or if you're near the area come see me. We do a smallville nights, Welling and I. It's it. it's fun. You've heard me say it. I'm also on that Patreon now. I think it's pretty fantastic. I did a live podcast or live uh, Instagram the other day. Mm-hmm. And I don't do a lot of them. So I'm on there and when I got off, there was like thirty people had joined Patreon in in like twenty minutes. It was insane, dude. It was last night. Yeah, I was like, dude. Everybody was really really cool, and people are subscribing to the podcast, and I and I appreciate it. I really just am blown away by it. Also, Tom Welling and I, of course, as you know, we uh, knocking point wines. Stephen ML's company. We made our own wine again last year. It sold out. It's called Pure Evil is the name of our wine it's two bottles of us looking at each other I was the uh, evil last year Tom was the pure this year I'm the pure he's the evil it's knocking point wines and it sold out last year and they wanted to do it again so we did it again and it's almost sold out again so I don't know it's a cool keepsake or whatever inside of you is the code $10 off your first box bringing the total of to $29 for both bottles I, I think that's pretty fair they're both great. We did some wine tastings. I don't know a lot about wine, but I know what I like, and it tasted good. Uh, Tom got something darker, you know, richer, you know, manlier. I'm always like a little effeminate with my wines and just my life. It's KnockingPointWines.com, and uh, we're called Pure Evil. Great guest today, and by the way, Ryan, we're going video soon. We are going video soon in a few weeks. We got a couple of weeks left. Maybe what we're going to say We're trying to be strategic, but uh, we've done some test stuff. If you're on the Patreon, you've already seen some. We've got some – Right, we're, I think we're posting some video mm-hmm. of what it's going to look like, the show, a little test. And uh, we did a little interview, me, you, and Jess. Yes, yeah. And we did a little interview talking about guests and things like that. So you can get extra b- behind-the-scenes stuff on the Patreon. I'm excited, man. This room's different. It's uh, we got cameras. We we spent a lot of money here trying to make it look good, and uh, you know you could still listen to. It. It's going to sound great, and uh, it's going to look great, and it's a work in progress. So get ready in the next couple of weeks. Right now, um, she's been on the show before. I'm always pushing her to, you know, she's always working so hard. This girl, she's always working so hard. I think they're doing a spin-off. She talks about some stuff because you know she's uh, Oliver Queen's daughter on Arrow. But a dynamic lady, and I consider her a friend. Although we don't hang out, but I still consider her a friend. Is that weird? No. Uh, that's about it. Let's get right in to Catherine McNamara. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Katherine Mer I already messed it up, Catherine. Catherine <laughs> okay. Merck. Catherine McNamara. <laughs> this there have been very few guests that have come on more than once. Tom Welling, mm-hmm. Zach Levi, mm-hmm. Catherine McNamara.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: And maybe it's because they don't want to come back. I, I don't really know the the whole answer. But, you know, some guests I want, like Jenna Fisher, I go, will you come back? She goes, I will absolutely come back. And I believed her. She wants to come back. She had a lot of fun. I think she was surprised. I think mm-hmm. – she probably was like a uh, podcast, and but you had fun last time. We had I had fun. so much
1: fun. It was my first podcast ever, mm. and I'm I'm a huge podcast nerd, so I uh, I'm a listener of your podcast. And you do
0: listen to? I it. I do. What's your favorite episode?
1: Oh well, it's funny because I listened to Stephen's episode before Stephen I had Amell. met him. Yeah, Stephen Amell's right. episode before I had met him because I knew I was going on the show. Your episodes with Zach Levi are always awesome because Zach's a good friend of mine as well. He's, so he's the best. He's the best.
0: So you listened to Stephen and Mel's episode. Uh Uh-huh. Is that because you wanted, at that time, at that time, you were a little sneaky. I wouldn't wouldn't say sneaky. You couldn't, (laughs) you withheld some information.
1: I did, but only because I was sworn to secrecy by my employer.
0: Which was Arrow. Which was Arrow. Which was the CW or... The WB or what is it?
1: Many other companies, um, but basically, I, when I first came on your podcast, I had just been cast in Arrow, and if there's any podcast, I would have loved to talk about that on. It would have fit this one.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But I couldn't. I couldn't even breathe a word of it.
0: Now I get confused. I don't know. It's not. I don't think Steven would be upset with this, but you know, I've seen an episode of Arrow. I watched him. I go, oh, good. He's good. That's a. It's a nice show. But it's not like I watch Arrow. Mm-hmm. I don't watch. You know, people assume that, you know, because I was Lex Luthor, I must love comics. I love, you know, this. I love people. Yeah. And also, I go to a lot of conventions to sign. And I used to go to conventions to watch, you know, to meet horror legends because I'm a huge horror fan. As I know, you're a big horror I'm fan. I'm a huge fan. So we'll get fan. into that, I know, because we talked about <laughs> it briefly before. But um, so I would meet actors at a convention. So it was easy for me to say, hey. I was Lex. Yeah, hey, you were Superman. Like Brandon Ralph was like, yeah, I'd love to do it, man. I was like, cool. I'll have the other Superman. And maybe I'll. So it's easy to get guests. People are cool. You get to know people being at these conventions, as you know. You've done a lot of conventions, right? I've done
1: a lot of conventions. Yeah. Right. They're the best. I love them. Do
0: you make a shit ton of money?
1: I don't know, comparatively. I feel like people like you and William Shatner make a lot more wait, than I do, probably. Wait,
0: did you just say <laughs> me and Bill Shatner? That's not true. Look, I, first of all, I will say one thing about the conventions. A lot of people don't know this. Many people think, oh, you go to these places and you take people's money. Some people mm-hmm. will assume that. Yeah. And I thought that for a long time. And then I actually realized, wait a minute, I am a fan. I used to come to these conventions. Mm-hmm. This is a vacation for me.
1: Yeah.
0: this it, It's like almost if Catherine McNamara on her week off of Arrow was like, I'm going to Hawaii. Yeah. Well, these people, these fans, these friends, a lot of my listeners, they come see me at conventions or they're heroes. Right. Why isn't that a great vacation if you're going to go meet people that you admire or people you want to meet and you, you cosplay and there's events and there's – I look at all the toys I have in my house. This I think is it's be- so
1: awesome. This is
0: because of cons. I oh, love I it. I the
1: Star Wars thing. The
0: Imperial Walker, yeah, also known as an ad cons. at
1: Yes. Yeah. I think they're really cute. Right? I do. I do I too. Have.
0: They are cute. You want? <laughs> you, would you like that?
1: Well, I wouldn't take it. It's so perfect up here, but I appreciate it for yeah. sure.
0: Well, I'll try to find you one. Okay. Would you you really put that in your house?
1: (laughs) I actually might. I have a little tiny It uh, pop doll. I have a few little things around my house. It
0: pop doll. Uh Uh-huh. Now, why do you have that? Is it because Isaiah Mustafa, your former co-star in uh, Shadowhunters, was in It too?
1: I mean, I was a huge fan of It before Isaiah was a part of It, but um, partially because of Isaiah and partially because I just, I love that story and that property and that film. But It was actually at a convention that I got that It Pop doll. I was in New Zealand.
0: Some fan gave it to you. You saw it.
1: No, I I was at... The pop booth, and I saw a little one, and I freaked out over it and bought it. It was
0: a little clown, a little right? like yeah, a
1: little clown um, keychain, exactly. um If you look at my backpack for work, I have all of these enamel pins on it, and half of them are it. I've got like a little SS Georgie and a balloon that says "We all float." It's it's a little twisted, but that's who I am.
0: Wasn't it cool? I, by the way, I'm not saying that because he's a friend of ours. Yeah, Isaiah Mustafa, who was the Old Spice guy, and he was in a movie. I cast him as as. To play one of my friends growing up. Oh, T and awesome. back in the day, in the movie, back in the day, and he went on the Shadowhunters. He would played he, my
1: dad for four years. He play,
0: yes, he played your dad in Shadowhunters, and he has grown so much as an actor. I, I love know. just watching his journey. And you now he's married to wonderful Lisa. And I just want to give a shout out to say, regardless of what anybody thinks of the movie, if they love it, they hate it, it does it doesn't matter. If you look at his performance, I thought he gave a solid performance, and he should get work from that because he is. He takes good direction, and he and he and he works hard.
1: He really does, and I've I've learned so much from watching him, and that's that's part of how I learned how to kind of do the job on Shadowhunters is by talking to Isaiah, and and you know every month or so we'd have coffee, find time in our schedule, and have coffee and just chit chat and catch up, and did he tell talk you about things? Did
0: he tell you? It was a long time ago, so don't even think. But I was like, she's really she's really pretty. He's <laughs> like, yep. I'm like, I, I just was saying she's pretty. She seems really nice and kind. She's very kind. She's very nice. <laughs> that's Isaiah. i my Isaiah.
1: Yeah, she's, that's a good idea. She's great. She's yeah.
0: great. Okay. Good talking to you. But I, but he, I remember- He pulled
1: but, a dad on you, didn't he?
0: He pulled a dad on me. Yeah. <laughs> he pulled a dad on me. He pulled a, I'm her dad
1: Uh uh-huh. the show. Oh, I love Isaiah. He is. No, he basically a, is my dad at this point. Between him and Steven, I'm completely covered. Now,
0: our explain to, like, because we're going to get into some stuff. Yeah. I want to get into, like, last time I know we talked about- you know, you work all the time, and I said, give yourself a break, I think I told you.
1: Probably. I, I haven't like, done that.
0: Yeah, you never give yourself a no. break, and you think if you stop working, you'll just, like, completely freak out?
1: I don't know about that. For me, it's it's because I love work, and that's, that's part of why I do so many of these conventions on the weekend. Like, when I was shooting Arrow, there were so many times where I'd fly back and forth to Korea for a day or to England for wait, a day wait, wait, or something. Wait, wait,
0: wait, 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 Did you just say fly to Korea for a day? Yes. You fly to Burbank for a day. <laughs> you fly to San Fran maybe for a day. You don't fly to Korea for a day. I did. That's far.
1: It's it's only a 10-hour flight from Vancouver.
0: So that's a lot of, you know, but do you work every day?
1: I was at that point. Um, and you
0: still muster up the energy and the, uh, the attitude?
1: I slept for about ten hours on the plane. So you, you, <laughs> so it was perfect. I, I, this is an interesting
0: guest, guys, because most of the time we talk about guests. Um, you know, people have their insecurities. People, everybody has insecurities, but people have their anxieties and their depressions and their things and the things that make them tick and adversity they face. And you're talking. I'm, we're talking today to someone who was on the show before. But maybe it's important to look at someone who actually functions really well under pressure <laughs> and doesn't let the best, you know, doesn't let things get to her like we do.
1: The reason I fly back and forth so much is because of these conventions. It's because I I agree exactly with what you were saying before. It's – I had a long conversation with one of my friends before I did my first convention because I wasn't 100% sure about the whole concept of it and, and – right. th- all of that it was a little strange because I didn't fully understand it but it's become one of my favorite things because you can connect with people and you know we we pour our blood sweat and tears into things as actors and half the time people just go yeah that's 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 nice that's good either they don't see it or it's shit or yeah
0: it's it's like my dad it's (laughs) like my dad will say I go dad I'm doing this movie where when's it going to be in theaters well it's an independent movie so it's not a real movie no it could become a big so you're not filming a real movie right no, I'm in – it's like – it's just – and, and most movies, they just don't do what we hope they do. Most shows fall under the radar. Right. I did a show for two years called Impastor. People loved it. Not enough people loved it. Right. And things go away. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of our lives. It's that We get a job and we're working and then we're not.
1: Exactly. Unless
0: we're Catherine McNamara.
1: <laughs> well, it's uh, – truly for me, it's been so special to get to actually – because I've been a part of these shows that have such fierce fandoms, to go meet people and connect with people and hear their stories and just talk and and see the people that I see online in person because they've, especially the Shadowhunters fans, they have taken this... This fandom and their their love for the show and taking it far beyond being fans of us or being fans of Our characters or the show and created this movement and this wonderful space for people to feel accepted and loved and able to be Their true selves no matter who or what they are And I want to support that as much as I possibly can
0: Have you ever had someone come up and cry to you and then you get emotional?
1: Several times, actually. Give me,
0: give me a good example, that one that resonates in your head that you you couldn't believe the impact you had in someone's life and in, in your response. Tell us about that.
1: I, I have one in particular. It was a girl that I was having a coffee with and she sat down and said, um, you know, I just I wanted to thank you for this character and the story that you've told because I lost my mom last year and have had to kind of take care of my 16-year-old sister. And this girl was 18. And my character on Shadowhunters lost her mom at a certain point during that season, right around the time she'd also lost her mom. And the half of the season was about dealing with that loss and overcoming it. And, you know, Clary actually found her specific powers through that grief and in dealing with that. And this girl had somehow connected with that story and that was healing Was she emotional process. to you? She was. And we both, you know shed a little tear and had a little cry and you know connected so you cried
0: too you cried with her
1: i couldn't help it i mean it's when these stories are so touching and so beautiful it's it's amazing
0: you have to take a deep breath and you have to feel it Exactly. it's important to feel it i don't know if it's you know some people i understand everybody has different um strategies or not strategies but sort of not defense mechanisms but sort of give me the word for god's sakes ryan do something
1: uh, <laughs> I'm trying me. to think of it too.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they have their ways of dealing with things, yeah, coping like, mechanisms. You know, Ryan. If we meet somebody and they start crying, maybe Ryan will go, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that," and he won't break down or he won't whatever. But you know, maybe I might just sort of like lose my shit a little bit and yeah. like feel with them. Yeah, not always. But I'm saying people are. De- I'm not saying you would do that, Ryan. I'm or just break down. No, but like if someone cries in front of you and they're saying, Ryan, you really made an influence in my life and thank you so much. And they're crying. Also, you have you. the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but you have the wrong person. I'm sorry. This is not me.
1: But truly, it's, it's the big <laughs> things and the small things. So it's little things like that. But then also, you know, this just goes to show you the the heart that is in this fandom. We were at a convention in for shadow hunters, for shadow hunters. We were at a convention in Brussels. I think it was either Brussels or Paris. I forget, but we came on for the, you know, at the end of a convention, you go on, you're like, Hey, thanks so much for coming guys. Bye. See you later. We all walked up on stage and suddenly they turned the lights off. All the kids pulled out these giant harp shaped balloons and started singing the theme song can you sing it this room of uh, well, it's a Ruel song people people know it. i'm not gonna how does it go it.
0: just give me a look i
1: can't i can't it's the this is the hunt it's that song that everybody sings for our show but um they sang the whole song and all of us on stage were crying by the end of it
0: all of you guys too
1: i, I think a couple of us is, i don't have
0: I, you seen isaiah cry
1: i've seen him cry on screen and beautifully mm.
0: did he use fake tears i don't think so have you ever used fake tears
1: I have but that's after like a 10 hour day. Of and that's crying. after doing it 20 times. <laughs> exactly.
0: My god, that's that's the hardest man when you have to cry and you just can't feel it. Or how about I I remember crying in a scene. I was just emotional. I wanted them to blow the vapor or whatever in my mm-hmm. eyes. And I had Eight pages of dialogue after that, my eyes were swollen like golf balls from this oh, stuff. No. I looked like, I, I remember the episode. I remember how terrible I looked for like three <laughs> scenes. I was like, oh, my God, can you guys do anything? What do you want us to do? Yeah. I don't know. CGI my shit. Marvel my <laughs> shit.
1: It's so funny, though, because sometimes there are days where sometimes if you're doing it 20 times, you need that by the end of it. But then other days, it, it you'll just connect with something on another level so deeply that you don't need it. And somehow it comes every time.
0: Do you think you're, um, do you worry about how you look on set? Do you want to look great or you just trust people enough to be like, Hey, they've got my back. What can I do? Isn't it a sort of a waste of time? I think we've all been there as an actor. You're like insecure. You're this, and you got to hope that somebody's watching you from behind the monitor and says Rosenbaum looks like shit. He's got a huge <laughs> booger under his nose. Can someone go... Do you, you have to have faith.
1: You do. And it really depends on the character for me. Like, there are some characters where you're supposed to look good and you need to look good. And that's the point of it. But there are other characters and certainly particular scenes where you're covered in blood and you're crying and you're sweaty and you're supposed to look horrible. Right. As well, I think you should. And those are the points where I actually would rather look bad. You know, that's something that I give Arrow so much credit for is that... Mia, the character I play on there, is she's a boxer. She's a street fighter. She is. A badass. She well, she is. And she gets hit in the face just as much as the men on the show do. And it should show that. So every time she gets in a fight, she comes out looking like she's been beat the hell out of. Right, And as well she should. But some smoke. shows. Yeah, Mia Smoke. Mia, Mia, Mia smoke. smoke. Mia Queen. But by, Mia by the way, queen. do
0: you feel like, this is a woman question, or mm-hmm. a- <laughs> this is a woman question. It's a, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a good question.
1: I'll give you a woman answer
0: if you want. Well, I mean, imagine it's, it's like this is only you can articulate how you feel. Or... Well,
1: in this room, particularly. In
0: this... <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs>
1: Present company. But, like,
0: you're on Shadowhunters. You're on Arrow. You're yeah. doing these movies. Do you ever feel like, especially in a very – I mean, you're the lead in Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. And you're doing all these scenes and it's exhausting. Was there ever a time where, like they, – they... because you're so kind – like when I said, would you do the podcast And You're like, yeah. But I was like, I wonder if she really wants to do the podcast. Do you ever feel compelled? Like you just say yes to everybody. And you also say when they go, hey, we need you tomorrow morning. Could you waive your um, turnaround because it will save the crew money? And can you do this? And all of a sudden you are realizing, going, you know, they're not asking the guys this. Do you ever feel like, I'm not saying a show in particular, mm-hmm. but have you ever felt like, I think they're taking advantage of the fact that maybe I'm a woman or have you ever felt like that?
1: I've never felt like that in particularly. And I think it's because I have a perspective on it. You know, if you can sort of tell which productions are a team. And I've been very fortunate to be a part of a lot of those productions that work as a team and everybody pitches in and everybody makes little sacrifices to make the show. Because ultimately, it's all about working together and everybody contributes their little piece. I am not above or a more important piece than anyone else on that set. And that's kind of what I love that's about- That's what you're
0: saying So you go home and go, I'm the lead.
1: No, it's truly how it's honestly how I feel about it. Because our industry is one of those few left that you really can't do it on your own. You need yeah. a team around you to, in order to make it the best it can be. And everybody is an expert in their own field and can bring so much to that and so much passion to that. And when you get a team of people that each person is is so amazing at what they do, it just makes the whole so much greater than the sum of its parts.
0: Let me ask you something about working on Arrow in this Arrow universe. And I'm not sure I understand it. I don't say that because I don't like it. I say it because I I don't un- understand it. Okay. <laughs> um, when they talk about Infinite Earths, yes. And there's like part one. There's part right. There's all yep. these parts. Oh yeah. So let me let me. Am I right? Am I around the right? So there's the show, The Flash. There's the mm-hmm. Arrow. There's Supergirl. What else is there?
1: Uh, so we've got Legends, Legends of Tomorrow, Black Lightning.
0: Black Lightning, right?
1: Batwoman. Bat,
0: these are all on now. Yeah. So all these shows, it's a crossover. Oh, yeah. So when they say Infinite Earths, it means all these shows are, com- like, crossovering. Yeah. Like, you'll get a character from it. So it sounds very difficult.
1: It's very difficult to keep track of. and I think the hero the real heroes of that are the writers and the 80s, because the writers had to somehow coordinate their entire seasons to build up five different shows around this week of television, basically when you put it's it. It's a week. Together. it's one week. So it's split up, there's half of it now and then half of it after the holidays. So and how I, many
0: episodes total?
1: Uh, five.
0: Five episodes of crossover. So if you do, how many episodes of Arrow do you Do a Year?
1: Well, this past season I did ten because it's ten.
0: It's, yeah, it's so it's over.
1: It's yeah, it's done. So uh,
0: if Stephen Amell comes over to my house for some reason, he would be talking about a show that he was on. Mm-hmm. It's done. Yes. So you're acting with people from other shows, mm-hmm. and I know they do that with movies now, with all those Marvel movies. They, exactly. So that's where they kind of got the idea. It's it wasn't like an original idea, but it was a... a fall, right.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the the Avengers endgame of the CW DC TV universe, as if you will. But what's cool about that is you not only have characters from all of the CW shows... There's other characters from from other parallel Earths as well, and that's kind of how they work like, out. Well, that's kind of how they work out having like three super, supermen. Exactly. Right, so right. You have Brandon Ralph, you have Tyler Hecklin, and you have Tom Welling, who all play Superman right. from different Earths. What
0: about the Lex Luthers?
1: Uh, they only had one. Who was that? Uh, they had John Cryer. I know they it. had okay. John well, Cryer. He, he was on
0: the podcast. Okay. Were well, you we disappointed know. that I wasn't on the show?
1: I would have loved to have you. It would have yeah, been so yeah. much fun.
0: Yeah, of course. Be, I love all those people. But I, I didn't get to work
1: with Welling either. So there you
0: go. Yeah, I don't. I think he worked with Erica, right, and John. I believe he worked with Cryer, maybe.
1: Uh, yeah, he worked with Cryer. He also worked with Hecklin, and Hecklin's a
0: nice guy too. I love Hecklin. He's a really He's a sweet fast. guy. Yeah,
1: super, super cool guy. Um,
0: you're surrounded by a lot of guys. Yeah. Are there? Are there? Do you feel like there's a lot of women and enough women? I do
1: actually you know what that's it it felt very balanced on the crossover because I had several scenes with Melissa and Ruby and with Katie and all these amazing folks who it, it was and then equally with like Grant and and Matt Ryan who plays Constantine like all Matt these Ryan people. I, met. I yeah. love Matt Ryan Matt,
0: he's English right? Welsh. Welsh, because he's like, I can't do a Welsh accent. Like, oh mate, I. mate, we're talking about mental health and like meditation. He's like, listen to this guy, Alan Watts. <laughs> Alan Watts. I'm doing Australian, aren't I? Doing I don't know Australian. what you're
1: doing, but it works.
0: Um, are there enough Jews on these shows? I'm Jewish. Are there enough Jews?
1: You know, I didn't ask. Okay. I didn't ask around to get everyone's. What kind, of quest- what kind of question is that?
0: Do you, do you get excited about work every day? You know, because I know memorizing yeah. lines so easy for you. We talked about that last time, I think. You you can just look at it and know it pretty much, right?
1: When I'm in the groove of it, I can read a scene once or twice and know it.
0: Why is that? Is there is there a certain, like, fearless thing with you? Like you're just – you have so much confidence that you don't even get nervous at all, that you can relax, your mind can relax, and you can memorize this shit?
1: I think it's just the fact that I was a huge nerd growing up. Yeah, Because you're a reader. Yeah. You read I a lot. I was constantly with a book in my hand, constantly – I would memorize the infomercials by accident as a kid, like the phone numbers. If there was something that you know I wanted as a Christmas present, I'd just write down the phone number. I and... know one. Which one?
0: Five eight eight two three hundred Empire,
1: Empire today.
0: <laughs> right
1: <laughs> there, you go. Free av- You should get them as an advertiser on the yeah, show. Yeah, do you now think now they
0: need just... me? They I would... <laughs> think they
1: do. I think they do. I might need them. No, but the other cool thing that's about the whole Infinite Earths thing is we bring in characters from. Other shows as well, like we had Tom Ellis from Lucifer come in and play, you know, the devil himself from Earth six six six. We had Kevin
0: to, Conroy, who we was had the Kevin voice Conroy. Of Batman. To play Batman. Yeah,
1: it was kind of amazing to see all these little cameos and these characters brought in, and also to see the relationships between characters you otherwise wouldn't see. I thought it was really cool for Mia, particularly because. So many of these characters are so close with Oliver, like Katie Lotz's character and like Grant's character, Grant Gustin, who plays The Flash. Those two characters know Oliver so well, and I had a lot of work with them. So they know those qualities and can recognize those qualities in Mia. And then suddenly they're either working with her, butting heads with her, or managing her more aggressive tendencies. Who do you
0: love working with? Like, like, I know you're going to say everyone because you're such a nice person, but for (laughs) for a second, let's not be as nice. Tell me who, like, when you hear you're working with them today, you know it's going to be the easiest day ever. You know that it's going to be fun. You know it's not going to be a pain in the ass. I'm not saying you don't love people equally as much. I'm saying who is that one person that you just really get excited to work with?
1: Does it have to be just one? I'm really bad right, at go favorites, with two. Michael. Go
0: with two. Uh. I'm not
1: saying you're, the, you're
0: your favorite. I'm saying, like, for instance, <laughs> Rob, my friend Rob's coming over. To yeah. I know. I'm a loser. It's Friday night. Yeah. My, you know, my friend Rob's coming over. If Rob or Tom comes over, when mm-hmm. Ryan comes over, Ryan right here, the engineer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when he comes over, I get excited. I'm like, oh, I like Ryan. I like yeah. seeing Ryan. Yeah. He's, he's easy to be around. Yeah. Who would you say?
1: Well, you know what? I would say I had a lot of fun working with Steven this year because I didn't get to work with him last season at all given the way the storylines were. And now that, you know, thank, thanks to Crisis on Infinite Earths, The Monitor brought me 20 years in the past, and I had most of my work with Steven this season. And it was really so much fun. Why was it fun? He's just such an impeccable actor, and and I don't know, there was something about the way they wrote our scenes that it was, it put both of our characters off of their steady He ground. was your father. Exactly. Exactly. We're our characters, we were each other's biggest biggest vulnerability. And so being put right in front of your biggest obstacle of your entire life and having to deal with that, also knowing the world is ending and all these other things are happening, it's it instantly puts such confident characters out of their comfort zone. And as an actor, that's always fun to try and figure out.
0: How big is Steven Amel's trailer?
1: he has actually one of the best trailers i've ever seen why is that he has an old airstream it's awesome an he's got like a silver airstream. airstream well it's a new airstream but it's did he ever ask you to designed. come read lines
0: with him you ever read lines in the airstream no not in a perverted way like, <laughs> i don't think of it I, I actually you thought i was thinking that and i actually wasn't surprisingly
1: okay good yeah
0: i wasn't going there and you were going i'm there. sorry But if you ask a woman, if you go, hey, did you go in his trailer? That sounds weird.
1: This day and age.
0: Yes. Well, any day and age. (laughs) Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. This is an amazing platform. I use it on both podcasts. It has worked wonders for me. It's so amazing how easy it is to navigate. If you want to sell products, T-shirts, soap scents, whatever whatever it is, Ryan, you want to sell, this is the way to do it. Uh, you can see what your best seller is right there. Analytics. Uh, how much you're making this month, uh, what products are selling the best. It's really fantastic. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to, to the did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or
1: offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered.
0: Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers, with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms, and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star.
1: Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way.
0: Because businesses that grow grow with shopify sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside all lowercase go to shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash inside inside you is brought to you by netflix battle creek michigan 1963 Kellogg's and Post, sworn cereal rivals, race to create a pastry that will change the face of breakfast forever. A wildly imaginative tale of ambition, betrayal, and menacing milkmen, sweetened with artificial ingredients. Unfrosted stars Jerry Seinfeld in his directorial debut. It features a supporting cast of comedy. Great, including Melissa McCarthy, Jim Gaffigan, Hugh Grant, Amy Schumer, Max Greenfield, Christian Slater, Sarah Cooper, Bill Burr, and many more. Friday, May 3rd, only on Netflix. I mean, you're working with so many actors, and it's got to be like, do you ever... Is there a time where you're like, God, I wish we'd be done with this infinite earth thing. It's exhausting. I don't know what I'm doing today. I don't know. It just seems like it's so much. Like I would have had a panic attack every day.
1: There were days of that, but maybe it's just me and maybe it's because I've been a part of so many, from Maze Runner to Shadowhunters to this, so many of these crazy, we have so many characters and everything's happening all at once projects. You just resign yourself to the madness and lean into the fun of it because you get to go to work every day and wear a super suit and work with some really cool people and run around and you know I remember looking around one day on set and I was in my super suit and then there were a couple supermen and Supergirl and the Flash and everybody and you know, Green Jeez. Arrow everybody was there and I'm just going this is how is this my job this is surreal. how is this what I get to do for a living this you, is insane. you know
0: what uh, you know you're you're one of those people like my dad where. Well, I, I don't know if this is true, but I think my dad had more fun when he went to work with his colleagues, <laughs> and he was the boss guy, and when he got home, he was kind of like, uh, I was like, oh, fuck. You know, I was like, dad's home, because he just he just seemed happier when he was at work. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying it just felt that way in a lot of ways, whereas I think you love your work. That's what makes you happy. I do. Now, when you go home for the holidays, I mean, mm-hmm. you see your mom and dad.
1: I go home and see my grandparents, my mom, my friends, family. There, it's it's really. Where is
0: that? It's Missouri, Kansas City, yeah, Kansas City,
1: yeah. I,
0: do, do you let go? Can I you do. Put your work down.
1: I do, and that's why I go home for a couple days because I I, my grandma's house has always been my happy place. They have a huge woods in the backyard that I used to just go wander around as a kid. It was like my literal and imaginative playground and uh, I used to just run around in the woods by myself and make up fairy tales as a kid and I I think that's part of why I became an actor I think I was always a storyteller I just didn't know that you could do that for a living and eventually that's you know obviously ended, what I ended up doing is
0: it hard to be present with so much going on in your life is it hard to be when you're listening when you're talking or like when we're talking right now mm-hmm. when people talk Christopher Walken once said this he was on Conan O'Brien. I'll never forget. I laughed so hard. He okay. goes, Is, you know, when, when people are talking, they, they're thinking of other things. Even when I'm having a conversation with you, I'm thinking of a million things. And Conan says, what are you thinking of? And he says, I don't know. Tacos. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you're with your family, are you thinking Infinite Crisis, Arrow, this Christmas movie? I've got so much going on. Are you really, really, you can just separate?
1: I can separate at this point because there are so few times in my life now that I do get to slow down and by my own doing and by my own choice. Because there's, I, I'm a workaholic. I like to be busy. I like to do things that I care about, and I if if I can physically make time for it, why not? Um, but when I'm home, that's the time that I actually do get to relax and just be with my family. Because those those are the rare things now. Those are the special moments that I get to just catch up. And sit in my grandparents' kitchen and everybody wanders in and ends up having, you know, second meal of leftovers. Or we just open a pint of ice cream and everybody grabs a spoon or, you know, little bit like Do they look like at that. you
0: differently, though? Do you feel it like they're amongst or amidst uh, someone <laughs> of, of – uh, is it amidst, right? Ryan, you nod your head. Amidst is the – Yeah. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but the, do you feel like sometimes they treat you like you're – someone different no no they treat absolutely you absolutely like, not do you right no
1: no and actually that's one of the things that i i love most about my family and my friends from they back don't care home.
0: Or, or they pretend they don't care
1: as far as i know they don't see me any differently which is i think wonderful i think the minute they see me differently is the minute i need to worry about what i am presenting to the world there's no reason to be anybody different because of what I do or because of the jobs that I've done. That's true. You know, it, I'm still me.
0: But you're very mature. Like you're, you're more mature probably as an eight-year-old as I am now.
1: <laughs> I think I was more mature as an eight-year-old than I am now.
0: Yeah, because you you graduated <laughs> high school I think when you were 14 or
1: something. Yeah, yeah,
0: I mean, isn't that, can you even imagine? I barely graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> I think because I have ADD and it was hard for me to focus. But you didn't have ADD. No.
1: You were
0: zoned in.
1: I was. But that's... I also was allowed to do school at my own pace and in a way that worked for me. So it it I think fostered exactly what I needed educationally and I was able to you know if I wanted to stand up at my desk I could. If I wanted to do my homework outside in the middle of the woods, I could. If I wanted to do it standing on my head, that was what I did for the day or whatever I needed, you know, and I could do math for 12 hours a day if I wanted to or I could do, you know, a little bit of everything, as long as I got it done by the time it was due. And that's that's what allowed me to to let my brain do what it needed. And I just kind of went at my own pace and yeah. suddenly I was graduated before I even realized it. I was
0: graduated. I wouldn't have even said that that right way. I don't
1: suddenly know if that's I, the right suddenly way. To say. I was graduated. I would
0: have said suddenly I graduated.
1: That's probably the proper way no, to say. No, it's not. Right? I
0: bet it's not. Someone out there is going, Oh no, she's right. She's right. <laughs> it's William Shatner. Yeah. She is What do you, what scares you?
1: Uh, Missed opportunities. Stagnance.
0: Stagnance.
1: Mm-hmm. I think stagnance is equivalent if, if, to death.
0: If you ever get married, do you ever think you'd ever want to get
1: married? I'd love to. You would? I would, yeah. Well,
0: Did you hear that, Ryan? She wants <laughs> to get married.
1: <laughs> not now. No, 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 no. Not like, now. Not now. No, but like... Give me time. But um, eventually, yeah, I'd love that.
0: Now, what would you look for in, in a partner?
1: Somebody who makes me better. Somebody who I can... Talk to and debate with, and who makes me think and who makes me think differently than I otherwise would.
0: You left out a big one. Hmm. Laugh.
1: Well, that's the other part. Somebody so who makes gotta, me laugh. Somebody who, laugh. yeah, of course. I'm a big. I'm a huge goofball. You know, that's how my my whole family is that way. We'll laugh about a situation before anything else. I don't. My grandparents, for example, I don't think I've ever seen them fight once in my life. They'll make a situation silly and laugh about it. How old are they? Before anything else, they're in their seventies.
0: Does your grandmother ever take you aside and, and, and just tell you how much she loves you? Yeah. And how so proud of you she is.
1: She texted me yesterday. She's like, I love your pink hair.
0: Is your hair pink? Yeah. Do you know I'm colorblind? I didn't I, I know I just that. thought it was like a white.
1: No, it's pink.
0: Yeah, I am colorblind, so I can't differentiate a lot of colors. That's I can so see funny. colors, I but I can't. That. Yeah, I can't differentiate a lot of them. So I really thought your hair was really cool, but it was white, but it's pink. Thank you. Yeah. What is it about horror movies? That turns you on in a in a good like t- that, that makes you just I mean you love them and I, do. I love them I have my reason for them You I tell think, me yours. I think it's
1: a couple things part of it for me is nostalgic because my mom also loves horror movies and so she's she's the kind that'll just turn them on on a Saturday afternoon just because they're fun so that's kind of what I grew up with like
0: what what did she introduce you to.
1: Uh, Oh, God, so many things. I watched Carrie with her for the first time. Um, They're all going to laugh at you. Mm-hmm. What else did I watch with her for the first time? A lot of hit. The, the birds I watched with her. This is um, this is something I
0: experienced with my mother. She, used to, she yeah. used to make me watch like Motel Hell, make them die slowly. Yeah. That's why I'm fucked.
1: I watched a lot of those. It's a lot of like the little ones on Netflix that I, I don't even know what Gerald's they are. Gerald's Game? I haven't seen Joe. My buddy today. directed
0: it. Mike Flanagan, he was a guest. Listen, okay. listen to me. If you love horror, yes. go back and listen about three weeks ago. Okay. Mike Flanagan, he directed Doctor Sleep. Ugh. He directed um uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh my god. He created it. <gasps> He's an amazing director, and you should work with him. And I'll put the good word in.
1: I would love that.
0: And boy. I mean, he—it's a great interview. I'm not tooting my own horn. Mm-hmm. You were there, Ryan. I was there. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. It was good. I was like a kid in a candy store. I exactly. was like, we were talking about The Shining, like I mean, everything. Stephen yeah. King, and so for me, when I watch a horror movie, it's like a roller coaster ride. It's, exactly. It's adrenaline. Yeah. I want to be scared, and my problem with movies nowadays—I know I sound like an old dude—but I just nothing scary. Yeah. Nothing really scares me. Yeah. The jump stuff, I want something like, like I talk about this, like Insidious was a great first two acts. Oh my acts. God,
1: that movie scared me so much. Oh my that God. That was one Tip horror movie to that to did through scare through me. Tip-toe through the tulips. There are very few movies that actually terrify me. Uh, exactly. I love the suspense, though. That's what I love. It's that, it's, that, yeah, it's the adrenaline, the it's the build. suspense of, Sitting there and watching it and, and maybe it's the the game of it all. Maybe it's the you know I've I've also been toying with the idea of directing, but maybe it's the director I was gonna ask you head. about that. I we'll we'll talk about that. But it's the the toying with that idea of the formulaic nature of how do you do that? How do you build that suspense properly and then let it deflate just enough so the audience feels safe and then really you can scare it's, them. It's
0: it's genius you and know? when it's done correctly. Exactly. And unfortunately, You know, if you think of movies like – if you guys like horror movies that aren't gory, there's a movie called The Orphanage. I've
1: not seen that Del Toro.
0: That will blow your mind.
1: Okay. You want
0: to see a zombie movie? Want to see a good zombie movie? Train to Busan. Okay. You want to see a cool horror movie that's really original with a great score and shot well? It follows.
1: I was gonna mention it follows. That's one of yeah. my favorite a, horror. We fans. should watch
0: horror movies. I have horror screening I, I I screen horror movies with a bunch of my Mormon friends. I'm friends with my buddy John Heater, who's Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, he's Mormon. Amazing. And I love him. And he's like he's very family oriented. He kind of you know it's it's just good. I, he has me over for dinner. I see what you know it's family. But they come over. We watch horror movies. We we dig up. We just really search for good ones, mm-hmm. and it's hard. Yeah. But anyway,
1: but that one I love because I love it follows because it's so simple, and it's that concept. It's also one of the the best abstinence movies ever, isn't it? Because it's it's like I'm the worst not gonna to have S- sex after this. Yeah, it's like an STD from from hell.
0: Yeah, you get, <laughs> it's it's sort of is. You're like, what the hell? So if you have sex with if somebody has sex, then it goes to that person uh-huh. that, that person that the guy had sex with.
1: Right, and then it, it's it's the thing that will follow you at. A steady pace, a slow pace, but a steady pace forever, forever until it kills you, and then it goes back to the person who gave it to you, unless you pass it It on to somebody else.
0: Back, and And, you never know when your time's. They should make it. It follows too. They should, but this time they could bring. But they why can't they do have like gay characters? Because maybe you know there weren't any gay. They they assume that sex is just a man and a woman, right? In in this movie, but what if it's.
1: Well, I guess the characters just happen to be straight.
0: Right. But I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just yeah. saying maybe in the sequel, you know, it could be anybody. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, be- you know what I was thinking? What? Butt sex. <laughs> that's why I was thinking that.
1: Oh, if it would, if it's still Yeah. Worked.
0: So if you had butt sex with someone, <laughs> that person would get it. But they didn't have any butt sex. Right. But I, I know that sounded, I-, I don't know how to get to it. But now it didn't sound great.
1: Well, if you think about the story logic, that's actually a valid question.
0: And you could still have butt sex with anybody. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) how do we go... How do I get to both Me! <laughs> I'm curious how you're going to dig yourself out of it, though.
1: Well, well, we can go back and just talk about you know, other horror that I, movies. Was that, was that
0: really not good, what I just talked about?
1: I think it's fine. I mean, it's yeah. it's not the most orthodox question, but it is a valid question given the story yeah. we were discussing. So I was I think defending it's, gay people. Exactly.
0: I just want to see more gay, it's and, perfectly gay people valid. in the movie.
1: No, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> the, the one horror movie I did see this year that actually terrified me was Us. Oh. It... That
0: That's is, where we differ. Oh, really? I felt it was. Here's my problem with us. Tell me, because the director, the first one, was brilliant.
1: Oh, get out, Thought, get, get out, also, get sorry. out! Is
0: just brilliant. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna sit here and kiss someone's ass. If I look, I great director. Yeah, looked great right off the bat. You knew none of this, these family members were gonna die. There's no threat, and it was just like we're just talking like this. It just seemed like what are we doing? I was just like, fuck off. The opening scene was scary and then it just got, it bored me. It became kind of funny and then it, w- it wasn't funny and it was supposed to be scared. I wasn't scared. You were scared?
1: I think it terrified me in the way that Black Mirror terrifies me. And there's just these these underlying concepts in our humanity that you kind of wonder the what if of who we are as human beings and that what what lies within us is scarier than anything any monster that could be lurking somewhere. yeah. that's kind of what terrified. And the whole mirror thing also really freaked me out. I remember I was st- I was actually staying at the Sutton. Hotel at the time, or which we all know in in
0: Vancouver, where everybody who's anybody and, and every actor stays there.
1: Every actor stays there. I was it sta- hasn't
0: been redesigned since seventy one. It's
1: true, and you know how many glass doors and mirrors and oh, reflective surfaces. It's like The Shining, yeah. So I get back to my hotel and I'm sitting by myself in my room at like two in the morning, and I can't sleep because there's so many mirrors and glass reflective. I'm just staring at my reflection.
0: You were creeping for out. hours
1: and hours on end. I couldn't. I couldn't move. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. It really got to me.
0: Wow! And the whole a bitsy
1: spider thing. Yeah,
0: I don't even remember. Do you catch that?
1: It's the song that the little girl sings. Oh yeah. The and if you think about the lyrics,
0: when I, I remember, yeah.
1: And then I didn't realize it till the end of the movie, but the lyrics of the song are basically the plot of.
0: Here's what I was thinking when I saw no the poster. Yeah. And as a publicity thing, they had the golden scissors or whatever. They were kind of. You know, giving to random people, and I was like, "Oh, I want a pair. This looks great." Someone's going to get like stabbed in the eye. Someone's going to get these scissors. Have some like, I just was expecting a really scary movie. Yeah, and to me, I just it just fell short that one. But Get Out was brilliant, so I give Get Out a solid B plus, and I give uh, Us uh, a C minus.
1: I feel like I need to get a list of horror movies from you that aren't. Like yeah. the standard horror movies. I will movies give you a good lesson. I'm, I'm to, good like that. that. I am
0: jaded. I, That's I, okay. I'm jaded because I've seen so many horror movies. and so Fuck, I, I feel bad sometimes saying it, but I'm like, I wanted to have like a horror review, mm-hmm. like my own show. Mm-hmm. And I go, I'll never work again. People will hate me. Who wants to come <laughs> on? I don't know. They just don't make a lot of horror movies anymore or they go right to the shelf. Mm-hmm. And But you know what they do make a lot of? Hmm christmas movies they do you made a christmas movie i did make it for netflix movie. yeah what's it called
1: it's called spirit riding free spirit of christmas
0: and it's for the family right
1: yeah it's a it's a lovely animated kids film it's 45 minutes it's a sweet little christmas train ride it's it's a roller coaster and you sing and i sing
0: what songs do you sing
1: i sing some new original christmas songs they i didn't write them but they're original to the uh to the show
0: are you that good of a singer that you could just you could pick it up it was easy for you
1: I was able to pick it up. I'm so used to, when I was in New York, I would do readings all the time of new shows and things like that. I'm used to getting, (laughs) there was once I got a nine song score, or I I had nine songs in this musical, and I had to learn them in a day and a half.
0: That's not going to happen for me. This is why I question (laughs) acting. It's like, that's too hard. How did you do it?
1: You just do it.
0: You memorize the songs?
1: I didn't have... It was script in hand. so had I had not know have the melodies. Me. But I had to know it enough to But couldn't you sing hear it face? before and
0: then redo the verse? Like mm-hmm. if they're like, I'm swimming in the snow. Can't you just then look at it and go, oh, can you play that back again? I'm sitting in the snow. Yeah. Do you do that?
1: That's kind of what I... So they would... I think they either sent me <laughs> tracks or I went over it with them for a day and recorded everything. And then I just... I literally listened to it nonstop. If it's something I have to learn, especially musically... Quickly, I'll turn it on repeat while I sleep, and just let it play over and over and over. What's again a song? All night long. What's a,
0: what's a song from there that you remember? Just you're not going to sing it. No, no. What? Who's your favorite band? Like, what do you what do you like to listen to?
1: Well, right now I've been playing the In the Heights soundtrack from the Broadway musical on repeat because I met Lynn years and years ago when I was in New York, and he made a real impact on me. And um, him and his whole team, seeing them have such astronomical success. It, it it it's so touching to me because they have the genuine amazing hearts and the true superhuman talent to match. And it's so rare that it that happens in the world that amazing success happens to incredible people who are so phenomenally talented. all it's it's like the trifecta of just rightness that never happens. and I, I had press all day yesterday, so I wasn't able to watch the trailer until I was crawled into bed. I couldn't stop crying. I watched it and within 10 minutes. I was just bawling my eyes out because it's just, it it's, I know, I know their hearts so well and it's just a huge step for them. And it's just a culmination of everything that they've worked so hard for so many years. And now I've just got the, got the Broadway musical on repeat because I just, it makes my heart happy.
0: You know, Ryan, I don't know about you, mm. but when I'm listening to Catherine, I get this sense of like, Like, this is just the beginning for you. Like, like, I think I said it might be, maybe last time, but I just, you have the, very few people have this, but you have that sort of Kristen Bell feel to you. Oh, wow. You have that, like, well, you just have that, you know what it is? (laughs) People like you because you're genuine. You know, they say, oh, Kristen Bell's America's sweetheart or whatever. And she's an awesome person. She came on the podcast opening up about her depression. She's like, you know what? I never talk about my depression like this. I go, well, we can stop. She goes, no, no. With, it feels comfortable. Yeah. But she is an amazing woman, charitable, beyond, I mean, I, I like unbelievable. I, I could learn so much and have learned so much by her, mm-hmm. from her. When I see you, I just see that same kind of, that pop, that personality, that just like, uh, I want her in my movie. I want her. And I know that, Shadowhunters was a hit. And I know that, you know, you did the Christmas special on Netflix and they're all great. And you're doing Arrow and it's one of the biggest shows on TV. Mm-hmm. But I, I see like even bigger. And, and and when I say bigger, you don't need to get bigger to be happier. I just think things, things these things are going to happen to you. That's just obvious Thank to me. Thank you.
1: I appreciate yeah. that. I mean, the, the whole goal is to continue to tell stories that move people and some things that are interesting, things that reflect the human experience in a way that makes people think. And makes people kind of question the way they do things and and think about things in a way that they might not otherwise have. Or just reminds them to feel something. Because in this world, I don't know, I feel like in this day and age with technology and with filters and with everything that we have in social media where everybody's, you know, presenting the best version of their lives. as, As we all do, and that's kind of what social media is, but we forget to be human sometimes. We forget the vulnerable, ugly, weird, dark parts of who we are and of what we go through.
0: What are the ugly, weird parts of you?
1: Ugly, weird parts of me? I have a lot of them.
0: Like what? Oh, God,
1: I don't even know. There's, there's a, there's a lot of them. What do
0: you think of Like when you think of, like, I don't really love that about myself. I want to change it.
1: Uh, <laughs> one thing I would really like to change. I'm very directionally challenged
0: directionally and it's challenged directionally
1: challenged and it's it's kind of silly and it's getting to a point where like I'm I need to be a bit more of an adult about this but like where um, you're going Yeah
0: Like like in a car Yeah this is a flaw of yours It's how one of many is, But how about this is this is just everyone <laughs> I never know where I am <laughs> Where am I now no, it's
1: bad But Michael when it's to the point where you're your close friends you say oh it's this way they go 180 degrees in the opposite direction and they're usually right, that's a problem.
0: But that's not really a flaw. <laughs> I'm I, I'm digging here. Okay. No, I'm okay. not even digging. I just want to know, like you said, there was a couple of things. Is there something like, maybe like, for instance, I'm just saying this because yeah. I think you have a beautiful nose, but Thank I'm just you. saying, do you ever look in the mirror and go, I hate my nose? Or do you ever go, I hate my lips. I hate my eyes.
1: I used to think my ears were weird in photos. I like never wanted my ears to show. I, thought, I don't know. I just thought they looked funny. Funny how? I don't know. It just, I, I can't quantify it and I could never quantify it. You just it. didn't
0: love your ears. It just wasn't
1: great. And then somebody pulled me aside one day and said, no, they don't look funny. They don't look weird. They're just yours. And that's just you. And I went, you know what? You're right. That's silly of me to. Did
0: someone ever say anything to you? Some guy you're dating or some somebody who was like, hey, your ear's a little crooked.
1: No, I think I just saw one. You know how there's, there's always one photo that you look at and you're like that looks odd why does that look funny every
0: photo i take okay
1: truly but you know what i mean it's like you'll be looking through social media and sure there's one comment that sticks with you yeah you know what i mean it's that kind of thing and i think that's what stuck in my head Yeah,
0: somebody you know i try not to do anymore but somebody just said something like there's somebody i look like and i looked at them like i'm like in my head, I was like, kind of like, fuck you, really? That sucks.
1: <laughs> I never play that game with people. But
0: I don't care anymore. It's just like, you know, I've, I've heard a young Chevy Chase and I've heard things. And I was like, we oh, I that. love Chevy Chase. You know, so your ears, you thought for a while, because you are, your ears are covered today with they pink are. hair. The
1: headphones and the pink hair. No, but it, it was something that, here's one I can actually talk about.
0: Hang on. You can actually talk about? I can actually, because this I, a good one?
1: It is a good one. Okay. I'm a tiny human. You know this about me. I'm, I'm tiny. I've always been small. I had completely written off having any kind of real physical strength. I thought it wasn't possible for me because I'm small. I thought, oh, I'm I'm tiny. I'm never going to be strong in any you're real thin, way. You're
0: thin. You're small. Yeah. Like You're thinking, oh, I, I can never been. be strong. Yeah.
1: Right. Then when I started training for Shadowhunters, I met these amazing trainers that said, no, 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 let us show you. You can th- do this. You just have to do it in the right way because – growing up, I didn't know how to train properly. I didn't know what to do. I didn't have that kind of knowledge, right? And it completely changed my life. It changed my world. It changed how I feel about myself. It changed my confidence in just being a, a human and being an adult. And it, it changed the way I live my life. So that's that's kind of why fitness is such a big part of who I am. It's, it's my me time. It's the one thing every day that I do for me. And I take a couple hours and I you know, do something positive. Every day. Yeah. Or not every day, but I always make the effort every day because I know there's going to be at least one or two days a week where I don't have time for it.
0: That, you know, that speaks to people who are, to me, it speaks to people that are too skinny, too short, too heavy, too whatever. And everybody always has the excuse, this is how I am. Right. This is just, I have family members who are like, you know, this is just the way it is. And I'm like, if you don't take a step. Mm-hmm. In the right direction and try, and and it, it's all about routine, isn't it? It is. It's all about when I stop working out. Like, I might, you know, uh, I had a shit happen with my family, so I um, stopped working out for two weeks. Boy, do I fucking feel it. I just feel like I'm falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know it's exactly. It's for your, what your you mental well being, it's for all these things. You don't have to look like, uh, uh, God, what's the guy's name from Lord of the Rings? Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> you don't have to look like him. Right. You don't have to have a body that's chiseled. You just have to You just try have to,
1: to feel, good about, feel you. good about
0: you and whatever that takes yeah. to feel good about you. So you may hate working out, but you know what? You're going to feel better once you start doing it and you get more stamina and you get more whatever.
1: Even if it's just taking a walk or sometimes, you know, if I have to be, you know, this we often have to be at work at, you know, really super early hours of the morning. Yep. I'll go run for 10 minutes. It wakes me up, shakes the cobwebs out. And then I don't feel like a zombie going into work and it gets you know i'm suddenly open and awake and present cuz i've just kind of jolted myself what awake. is the
0: key to i mean do you feel like shit right when you wake up do you like oh my god i just feel cloudy do you have a certain diet or there foods you're adverse you know your adverse reactions or do you wake up and go i know what it's going to take to make me feel good i need to go work out i need to go for a run i need to take a shower or if you don't do those things do you feel incomplete
1: a lot of times. I mean, obviously, given the way I live my life, there are times that I have to be adaptable, which is just those are the choices I make.
0: Like right now, being here on the show, you have to be adaptable to <laughs> my crazy, my crazy questions.
1: No, I'm. I, this is very. I, I actually was really, really thrilled that you asked me back. So thank you. Really? So, yeah. Oh, well, I'm really I really happy to I, be here. I like
0: you. I think you're a good human being. Thank you. You're genuine, and that's that's why I asked you back.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but for me, I, I do like my mornings and people give me trouble for getting up so early, especially with the schedule I keep. I usually get up between like five and seven every morning. What
0: time do you go to sleep?
1: Between midnight and two. Sometimes you get, later.
0: You get four to five hours a night? Yeah. I think that might be like, I don't know if it's schizophrenia. <laughs> There was something my therapist said that if you if you feel like you have tons of energy and you only get two or three hours of sleep, you could be manic. I don't think you're these.
1: Maybe that's why that. I'm an actor. I don't know. No, I, but, 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 but I've but always been that way. How do you look so so like refreshed? <laughs> how old are you? I'm 24. That's why.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought you were 29 or 30. No
1: way. I think because
0: you carry yourself a little more maturely. Then, uh, yeah, I, well, I forgot. You. I forgot. And I probably knew this, and I just was looking at it. It was like not because you look older, not because yeah. your ears are weird, no. But I, just basically because how you hold yourself. Thank you. Know, that's that's what it is.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Maybe uh, you'll get some more sleep as you get older.
1: Maybe, but that's that's why I do love international travel or just any kind of plane travel because I sleep. I don't. I th- that is when I God, sleep so no sounding. drugs, huh?
0: No, you don't do any pills. No, no, but never a sleeping pill. No, never a Xanax. No, no anxiety. Uh-uh. Never alcohol. Well,
1: not on planes. But
0: you you have, you have an occasional glass of wine.
1: Oh, I, I love a good scotch.
0: Have you ever been drunk? Uh, yes. Okay, so these are these not
1: are... on planes though. I don't like drinking. No, on no. Planes. Who
0: does who does that? I don't. You know, I'm not a big <laughs> drinker. But like, you know, I'm just. Have you ever smoked grass in your life?
1: I actually haven't, and that's because I promised a friend of mine that I would smoke for the first time with him, and we've been on opposite ends of the world for far too long. I
0: bet you can't wait for that joint. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you this. I'm not a pothead. I don't smoke much pot. Do you smoke pot, Ryan? No. Okay. But if you do, make sure you get the one that's the mellow stuff. Okay. It's only because it's just If you, by the way, if you ever smoke pot, and I'm not condoning and I'm not saying go smoke pot but just take one small hit and wait 25 minutes and just see how you feel. Mm-hmm. You don't need to smoke a whole joint You because you're going to feel like shit. Mm-hmm. And make sure it's the mellow stuff. Okay. If you're going to do that.
1: See, I'm so much, I uh, my thing usually if I'm going to go out with friends and have a drink, I just love a good scotch. I drink like an old man. Scotch? Yeah.
0: I love scotch. No, it's great. What kind of scotch? Lagavulin. That's a good That's one. That's a
1: good one. I usually go for Laphroaig, but that's me.
0: Laphroaig. Mm-hmm. Where's that from?
1: France. would assume France? it's- No. Lefrog? I would assume it's- German? <laughs> Scottish or Irish. Oh, it's another Scottish. do You
0: think that was the French word for frog? Well, she said <laughs> Le Frog? <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, it sounded French. Laphroaig.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it's French.
0: Where have you been that you really demand that I go?
1: Have you been to St. Lucia?
0: No, but you that's need a great to band. Go to Saint you ever Lucia. Heard that band?
1: No. It's in the British Virgin Islands.
0: How far is it from LA?
1: Uh, it is. <laughs> I'm trying to remember cuz I flew from New York when I went there. I think it was about a 6-hour flight from New York, so 16? Yeah. I mean, you probably would fly through Miami it's if you came from good, here. It's that good, huh? It's honestly, it's Neverland. It's amazing. St.
0: Lucia. Yes. Are there things to do?
1: Yes, there's so many things to do. There's mountains to climb. There's beaches to sit on. There's things to swim. There's crystal
0: clear waters.
1: It's gorgeous.
0: Expensive.
1: I, I how much don't would think be a so. trip?
0: We could get into that. But uh, I I, I want to do that. I think I want to do what? What time of the year?
1: I went in January, like right after New warm. Year's. I forgot it was winter after three days because I was going straight from there back to Toronto to shoot Shadowhunters, and I had forgotten it was winter. And about day three, I remembered that I was going to Toronto. In a few days. I'm sitting on a beach, warm, sunny, beautiful. But it's the kind of place that'll rain for ten minutes and then you have the most glorious rainbow for the rest of the day. Yeah. And the sunsets are just unreal. Or you, you look one can you direction.
0: Oh
1: well, I think there, there's gotta be a nude beach somewhere. But actually there's there's all these little coves and things that are just untouched beaches that you wow. can take a, a water taxi to and they'll just drop you off and you could just have your own private beach for however long you want. And there's the inland is beautiful enough that you can just explore it and enjoy it. And the food's amazing and the people are so wonderful. All
0: right, I'm going. I'm going to St. Lucia. Honestly,
1: it was one of the most magical times I've ever had. And one of the times, so my best friend, he tells me obviously that I never slow down. And I had never been on a beach vacation in my life because my family always went to the mountains. Right. So he said, I'm going to take you to St. Lucia and we're going to sit on the beach and you're going to do nothing for a week. And I said, it's impossible. Can't be done. I won't do it. I challenge you. He did it. And he got me to sit on a beach for a week and do nothing. Nothing. I mean, I didn't do nothing, but I did more nothing than I've done in quite a while.
0: Wow. I'm going to go to St. Lucia. I really am going to go to St. Lucia. You think I'm kidding, but I'm going to go to St. Lucia.
1: Please go to St. Lucia. I I just
0: need to have a vacation. You know, I haven't had a vacation in a while where I just like, you know, just enjoy things. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to end with this. Okay. Um, I was really hoping Stephen Mel. he said he was going to come by. He asked me for the code to my door and he was just going to come in.
1: Well, we can keep talking until he shows up. I'll I'll act surprised. <laughs> I've acted surprised before when Stephen shows up in front of me out of the blue. Really? Yeah. Episode 804 of, of Arrow. 804?
0: 804. Why do they call it 804?
1: Because it's season eight, episode four.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I
1: think it was actually called something else. I don't um,
0: recall. <laughs> Infinite Earths. Yeah. It's a phenomenon. It is. People are really loving it. This is it, though. This is the last season.
1: Last season of Arrow, Arrow is
0: over. Will well, they still do crossovers with other shows.
1: I believe so. And
0: I hear you're doing maybe you're doing an Arrow sequel. They S- call
1: it? it potential spin-off series. So basically, it's I can't really say much about it at oh, this point because I'm you sworn did that to last secrecy. Time with Arrow. I know. I'm sorry, but here's what I can say: the crisis changes everything, irreversibly so. And that is what we see in this, this next thing. It's what, next what's ne- this next chapter is what happens to Mia.
0: Which it's me. So me, it's you. Mm-hmm. It's what happens to you. If this, so this, you're a big part of this story.
1: Well, the spinoff. It's yeah. You. yeah.
0: You'd be the green arrow. Maybe. Have you negotiated for this already? <laughs> yeah. You have? Yeah. You already know what you're making.
1: Well, and, yeah
0: are you excited about it if it happens
1: it would be really cool it's a great i mean honestly steven has built up this character so much and it's it is a legacy and you really feel that in this season of arrow it's every episode is kind of honoring a different aspect of what has made the last eight seasons so iconic right. and you so you know i've got some big boots to fill moving forward e-
0: episode your what episode is aired
1: uh, episode 808 is the one that's next, and that's the arrow part of Crisis on Infinite Earths.
0: And how many episodes are left before Steven dies or whatever happens to him? Well, Arrow doesn't die. There's in, no bullshit. Arrow's never he's dies.
1: Already, I mean, spoiler alert if for Steven. Yeah, I know. He died, Crisis, but he didn't really died. He doesn't
0: die. It's all bullshit. They don't die. Do
1: I don't they? know. I don't know. I is it over. Because
0: because if Batman dies, it's like it doesn't matter. It's like that movie Us you're talking about. When those yeah. people in the beginning die, you know they're not gonna die. These are these are legendary. <laughs> this is Batman. This is uh the, these are you can't kill Oliver Twist, Oliver <laughs> Queen. Oliver Twist? Oliver Queen. You can't <laughs> oh my do shoot now. <laughs> <laughs> you're really good at uh what's the word? Zip lining your Ziplocking your mouth with these secrets. I mean you really are. You're a tight lipping it.
1: Absolutely. Well, here's here's you why know, though. you
0: can't say anything. I'm not trying to get anything from you. No, but, I know, but but, but but for him to die, it's like, do you not think you're gonna see the Green Arrow again? It's like it just doesn't come on. You think people are crying out there? I mean, if you're really hardcore fans, which you are out there and it's a great show and these guys are awesome, but if you're watching it and then Steven dies as Green Arrow, mm-hmm. Are you really going, oh my god, oh my god, knowing that he'll be back. That's my take on it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the DC universe has really taken uh different they're like, hey, when people die, they're dead. Like that Marvel movie, I didn't see it, but Endgame. Uh-huh. Didn't a lot of people die?
1: Oh, well, the one before it.
0: Do you not think they're gonna come back sometime? <laughs> Fuck you. It's like you know what it is? It's Jason and michael myers
1: that's true they're always back they're coming back it follows you know why you know why <laughs> why
0: because you can't kill them it's true this is just my theory
1: it's true that's what well you never know i mean it's it, the crisis isn't over yet but uh it'll be interesting to see things moving forward yeah um I'm, i am really excited though to see for people to see the backdoor pilot and then also this the series finale of arrow is really special and it it Gives as much closure as anyone can expect I'm gonna from watch eight it. years of a series. I'm
0: going to watch that one. Get yourself a I've box seen a of couple, but before. like I said, I don't, you know, it's not like I know what the hell's going on. It's like, you know, for instance, when I left Smallville after season seven, mm-hmm. I came back for the series finale, that episode. Yeah. So I missed 66 episodes. Oh
1: my God. Do you think
0: I watched any of those? Why would I watch any of the episodes that I'm not in?
1: Well, I don't know. I watched six seasons of Arrow to study for it before I started well, the job. Well,
0: Good on you, but
1: that's because I I knew I they after I was cast. Yeah, I didn't,
0: you're, yeah, right, right. I
1: didn't know I was playing. I didn't know I was auditioning for the Elicity Baby. I didn't know that my character was going to be Oliver and Felicity's child. I had no idea. I was auditioning for a rookie cop that was just kind of adjacent to the story. Right. And then I get a call from the showrunner saying, hey, we're so happy to have you on the show. Congratulations. By the way, you're Oliver and Felicity's kid. Congratulations. Okay, great. I'm going, wait, oh I'm my sorry. God. What? What did I just sign up for? This is insane. Because I knew, I'd seen, obviously, you know, the internet explodes with elicited content. And Stephen and Emily have built up these characters so much and given them such backstory and depth and nuance that it's a lot of responsibility to take on. And I knew I had my work cut out for me, which is why I watched six seasons at the time of the yeah, show. Cause I yeah. wanted to pull as many no, you're smart. traits you're really, and yeah. nuances. That's and, and what
0: makes your uh, performance so much, so dynamic. And I, but I'm asking you this, mm-hmm. if you were on a show arrow mm-hmm. years before and you got killed off or you left the show after season four, would you continue watching all the episodes? It depends. No, it doesn't. It, will, do it,
1: it does. I might. If I really, really loved the show, if I enjoyed the show as a viewer as well, which, I don't know, maybe I'm just a nerd for the thing. No, the I understand of. that. <laughs> I,
0: I don't think, I think I for the first couple seasons when I was on a show, I, I, I would watch it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then after that, I was like, all right, unless it was something like, wow, Leximus looks interesting. I'm going to watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an episode where I was good and it was like this dream sequence and, or if it was an episode that really, I mean, Christopher Reeve was on. I was like, you don't want to watch that. That's cool. There were certain episodes, but I ultimately it just it just didn't make sense Yeah, for me to watch myself anymore. I was like, okay, after 60, 60 70 episodes, then for I, sure. I just didn't No, it
1: makes much. perfect sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I'm saying that.
0: This has been really fun. Do you, do you like Catherine, Ryan? I do. It's been fun.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Thank she's, you.
0: man, you're so happy.
1: I'm stubbornly optimistic.
0: Yeah, but that's the way to be. You know, I'm like that in certain ways. Like- when I went to Germany with my band, Rob kept saying Rob and Tom. They're like, r- Lally especially. Such an internal uh, uh, pessimist. Just like, <laughs> it's supposed to rain the whole week. I'm like, no, it's not. You, have you checked the weather? What does it say? 70%. I'm like, it's not going to rain. Why are you looking at that? Just get in a fucking plane and land. If you need a rain jacket, get a rain jacket when you get there. Don't start putting negative shit in your head. It ain't raining.
1: Or just walking in power's the rain. Power's gonna
0: probably yeah, it could be out for up to two days. Nah, we'll be back in a couple hours. That's that's the way I think. I really do yeah. when it comes to shit like that. I'm like, no, I'll be fine.
1: <laughs> See, for me, I always find the silver lining. If it's gonna rain, well, that's fun. I love walking in the rain. Oh, or if the power's gonna be out for two days. I just shut it light down. Light some no, candles. It's
0: not. it's not gonna rain.
1: <laughs> light some candles. Have a fire pit. It's gonna be fun. Do
0: you like Christmas?
1: I do love Christmas.
0: Do you have a Christmas tree?
1: I haven't put it up yet, but I have one.
0: I have a lot of ornaments I haven't put up. Can you put yeah. those up, I would
1: me? love to. You want to know what's funny, though? Because <laughs> right. I've moved so many times and lost or thought I lost my Christmas tree about four times. So I have about four Christmas trees. Are
0: you serious? They're obviously <laughs> yeah, fake. They are. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you, have real, you think they'd be alive? <laughs>
1: I have a little Christmas forest. Idiot. And I don't, I don't know. How, I think I opened up an old storage unit that I had and realized that I had two Christmas trees, and then I had one in my storage unit in my garage, and then one in my closet in my house. And I went, oh, well, I'm just very festive, I guess. Yeah,
0: you are. <laughs> you know what? I think I, I'd like you to come back at least once a, a year. Okay. So you've come back. This will air probably you know, in um, January.
1: Great. Perfect.
0: So then you'll have to come and do an episode for the following year because – I feel like you're just you're a good spirit, you're a good egg, and no matter how famous you get, you'll still come back. Always. Even if this is one of the worst podcasts ever and not doing well, uh, your parents are listening. You'll still come back.
1: Oh, for sure. I actually can't tell you the number of people that come up to me and go, oh my God, I listened to you on Rosenbaum's podcast. Really? And they know me from your podcast before I've met them.
0: You know, I get that a lot where people will say- I didn't know much about Catherine McNamara. I didn't know who she was. I wasn't going to listen. And then I listened and I really learned a lot about whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. If they know that I'm going to try and get things and 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 make people make these actors or, or what, musicians or athletes talk like human beings, be human beings, talk about adversity or what they love or what they're grateful for or whatever, if you can normalize, like, you know, mental health and all that shit. I, yeah. I think I think it just helps. So I like having someone who has the spirit that you do, and that's just as important as those people who have faced a lot darker shit. Because it's you're the light at the end of the tunnel, maybe.
1: Well, and it's maybe. not that it's not that I haven't faced dark shit. Oh, yeah, because I've been through a lot of that in my life, and it got. That's why I'm such an. Well, let's mess, get
0: though. into that. Well, no, <laughs> <trying>. <laughs> okay. well,
1: maybe someday. someday But I got to a point in my life where I could have gone down a really dark path. Or I could have chosen to deal with what I was going through in a positive way. And it was kind of a turning point where I said, okay, well, I can wallow in this and let it consume me. Or I can go through it and be a better person for it on the other side and learn to turn it into a positive situation. And maybe out of survival, maybe out of the people that I was surrounded with, I've ended up on the positive route and to me, there's so many things in life that are in the end, so trivial or so small or just pass you by and there's no need to make them a huge problem or to be upset about them or be, you know, brought down by them. If, if you can laugh about it and if you can find the silver lining and move on and move through it, yes, there are things in life that you have to, go through and you have to feel and you have to acknowledge and work through and feel and feel. And that's important. That's why I do what I do is to try and highlight those parts of life. But you don't have to live in that all the time. You don't have to let that become who you are. You can allow yourself to grow from it and move on from it and use that as a way to make yourself stronger and make yourself just appreciate the good in life because you know that it's not always that way.
0: Catherine, thank you for being here. <laughs> Thanks for listening to uh, Catherine McNamara. A lot of fun. She's, uh, she's pretty dynamic. Uh, a little shout out to uh, all my patrons, my lovely patrons. Here they are, Allison, Mark, Jason D. I knew a guy named Jason Dix in school, but Jason D is not Jason Dix. Lauren G. Nansen, Nansen, Nancy D. She's gonna kill me for that. Barry L. Barry, I want you to yell at me on Patreon. Just say Rosenbaum. It's not Barry L., but that L looks like an I. Barry L. Lee S. Jason W. Bob B. Bortex, my good old Bortex, and Yukiko, Yukiko. Nico P. Jill E. Angelina G. Trisha Dion K. Emma. H, Kevin R, Robert B, Jerry W, Sarah V, Taylor B, and Emily, good old Emily, thank you for supporting Patreon. Thanks for uh, subscribing to Inside of You. It's been a it's been a real treat so far. We've had three great guests now on the podcast. We had Marina Backer, we had Stephen Amell, we had McNamara. We've got some other great guests coming up, and then the videos. Boy, do we have some great. Guests coming up for the videos. I mean, I got, I'm doing five podcasts coming up next week, which won't air for a little while, but they're all video. So that's going to be neat. Some big comedians. We got some, uh, we got the guy, uh, somebody from maybe an HBO hit series coming on. Mm-hmm. I think it's on HBO. Mm-hmm. It is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We got, uh, um, somebody who has a very famous family. Who's also famous, who I'm going to get dirty with. Well, that doesn't sound right anyway uh, thanks for all the support join patreon if you want subscribe tell your friends about the podcast and thank you for all the uh, on like uh, the messages. Oh that's what I wanted to read. I wanted to read a message Brian. Oh right. these are letters from fans and I think look I get all these letters and especially like after the Stephen and Mel episode came on and um, let's see Michael. I have been wanting to write to thank you for this podcast for a few weeks now, but this morning on the way to work, I was listening to episode 97 with Stephen and Mel, and something was said that hit me like a ton of bricks. You said to Stephen that he was in mourning of his show. That was a part of his life. It hit me hard because I am retiring from the Army after 22 years. The tears started immediately, but soldiers aren't supposed to cry. Well, we know that's not true, my friend. The last few months have been hard. I have lacked energy, motivation. I never thought of it in this way until you said it. I am in mourning of my military career. I don't know where I, where I am, but I'm a little emotional right now. Yeah. I'm just looking at this going, wow. Uh, anyway, I have never felt more alive as I did when I was in combat or jumping out of planes and hanging out with my brothers, doing dangerous, crazy, or playing just dumb shit. Now that is gone. I am crying again as I write this. Thank you. You and Stephen have helped me. Name this thing that I am going through. I am in mourning. Naming it has opened up the gates and tear ducts, gotten the ball rolling to acceptance and understanding. Thank you, Bob. Hey, if I, if I may offer a suggestion, I know you have actors, musicians, athletes on your podcast. Have you considered having any soldiers, airmen, or Marines? Many are also musicians, actors, and all warriors, athletes, very few have the resources that you have been fortunate to have, yet still learn to deal with and grow from them. Just a thought. Bob. You know what? You just opened my eyes, Bob. I- I'd love to have someone who's been through it, you know, protected us and in um, the armed forces and somebody who's been through some stuff and can give me some perspective, more perspective. Because we can't imagine. We could just sit there and say, oh, he's so brave and thank you. But the the crap you guys go through, women, men, is just, we don't know. All we can do is thank you. And it's sort of like that gray area where you're not sure. I mean, you see movies and you see TV and, you know, you hear about people losing their lives. It's tough. So, Bob, thank you. And I will consider absolutely having um, soldiers or airmen or Marines on. See, these letters are, they're great. Should I read one more? Sure. Okay, this one is from... Jose, good afternoon, Michael and team. Team would be Ryan, maybe Bryce, Mia, Jess, Jess. Just wanted to give a quick insight to listener to a listener. Me and change slash expand Rosenbaum's idea of who his listeners are. Okay, here we go. Maybe I should have read this one. Uh-oh. My apologies, but I have never watched an episode of Smallville in my life, and I'm sure the show is great. I just never had the time to watch the, the school and work and. Couldn't have picked Michael out of a lineup before listening to the podcast. Well, you are you along with others. I first stumbled upon Inside of You via Tiger Belly. That's Bobby Lee's show that I've been on four times, and he's coming back. And quickly backtracked and listened to all available episodes and have been listening ever since. I listen because the shows and interviews are real. Michael has genuine curiosity and asks real questions that anyone and everyone would want to ask. I divorced from my wife about a year ago and found it so helpful to listen and know that other people have problems, too. We all do, by the way, buddy. We all do. It doesn't matter who you are. You have problems. If you're celebrities, you create your own problems. We all have issues to deal with and that there's a path to continue no matter what life throws at you. So I just want to thank the team, Ryan, Jessica, Bryce, Mia for continuing to do the shows, even if Rosie isn't getting rich off of them, <laughs> and plan on becoming a Patreon slash patron to show how much the podcast means to me. Cheers to an awesome 2020. I swear to God I didn't read this. What I do is I, Jose Vega wrote that. I, I just, I, I get a bunch of emails that just forwards to me from the uh uh, it's a uh, hello at inside of you podcast.com. You can write the letters. And also if you tweet something, I'll, I'm sure I'll get it, but she forwards them to me and I just, I forward them and paste them all on one page so I could just scroll down and read random. And I, and I actually choose just not to read them until I'm reading them to you. And I think that was pretty awesome. They both were awesome. These letters. So thank you, Jose. Thank you everyone for reaching out, taking the time to write about how you feel about the show. And, you know, also write a review but uh thank you guys and continue uh continue the support try to breathe every day just breathe in breathe out try not to go through the motions like we all do and just uh, enjoy the moment man enjoy the moment thank you for allowing me inside of all of you